Markets continue under pressure this morning. Futures down again after more selling yesterday after that hotter than expected inflation print. Are we near a bottom or is there more to come? That's coming up on three minutes on Markets and Money. I wanted to spend this morning looking at a few longer term charts because as we start to look at longer term charts, we can kind of get a better understanding of just how oversold or overbought markets are. What's the risk of more downside here? Where is there potential support? Those are the type of things we want to look at. So I want to go through a couple of charts this morning. We're going to look at a weekly chart going back five or five to seven years on the S&P, the NASDAQ, and we're going to take a look at a couple of cryptocurrencies this morning as well. Looking at the S&P, you know, when we go back over time and look at where we are now, we're currently three standard deviations well below the 50-week moving average. So now we're talking about a one-year moving average, fairly slow to move. And of course, that just provides more kind of support for the markets, but very extended below that 50-week moving average. Money flow indicators are all very oversold as well. Now, going back in history, the last time that we were three standard deviations oversold on a weekly basis was March of 2020. We got down to that level. Again, markets a bit more oversold back then than they are now. Of course, that was that panic kind of sell-off because of the shutdown of the economy. But again, oversold conditions still align there. And we got that subsequent rally coming out of that. Of course, the Fed reversed policy. We don't have that just yet. The Fed is now still tightening policy, which, again, that will limit any type of reflexive rally. But going back to before that was 2018, we got to three standard deviations below the weekly moving average there. This is where the Fed basically kind of backed off monetary tightening. They still hadn't done anything just yet, but markets started to rally in July of that year. Of course, they were cutting rates back to zero. And by 2020, of course, we're back to doing QE. Once again, we saw indicators very oversold just as they are now. That led to that subsequent rally. Stepping back prior to that, we have to go back to 2015, 2016 to see a similar condition of such weekly oversold conditions. And that's where we, again, we see these very oversold conditions on pretty much both sides of this transaction. Again, markets had both times fairly decent reflexive rallies to sell into. Uh, and then eventually coming out of 2016, that was of course Brexit, the Eurozone kind of crisis. And at that point, uh, ECB as well as the Bank of England were starting their QE programs and that helped lead to this rally in the markets that, that followed that. We came come back and look at just these kind of weekly oversold conditions certainly suggests that the risk of downside here is becoming more limited without having at least a reflexive rally first. We've been talking about this for the last few days. Again, a little bit ad nauseum here, but again, just trying to reiterate that risk that downside is becoming more limited as we start to stretch that deviation more. Let's take a look at the NASDAQ. Looking at the NASDAQ, exactly the same setup here. Very deviated to the downside of the 50-week moving average. Again, extremely oversold. In fact, the NASDAQ is now as oversold as it was back in March of 2020. So again, even following that period, Fed was reversing itself in terms of QE. We don't have that yet, but that did set up for a very nice reflexive rally. Saw it again in 2018 as well as 2015, 2016. So again, exactly the same setup in the NASDAQ and this growth side of the market. But again, in order for those stocks to really start recovering to any degree, we're going to probably need to see another month of weaker inflation data start to come in assume that that peak of inflation is behind us and start to see the Fed maybe soften their language a bit. So again, more pressure for the NASDAQ, but 
not without some type of reflexive rally first that should be used to sell into and reduce risk. One last note, just don't want to jump over to Bitcoin real quick. Cryptocurrencies in general also under a tremendous amount of pressure, of course. Bitcoin, Ether, others have all become basically high beta trades in the markets. Those cryptocurrencies, just like stocks, extremely oversold here, more than three standard deviations to the downside. Importantly for Bitcoin, back to support that we saw back in March, and uh, March, April, May of last year. Again, kind of coming off this big rally that they had. Again, very oversold conditions that exist across the board, suggesting that we may be getting close to at least a tradable rally in cryptocurrencies as well. But again, a lot of pressure in that market in particular, sentiment changes, margin call pressures, et cetera, certainly weighing on Bitcoin currently. But again, as we see with with the NASDAQ and with the S&P, if we do get a tradable rally considering the correlation between the NASDAQ and Bitcoin, we should expect to see Bitcoin rally back up into around the $40,000 range. Be a good place to take some profits. The problem, of course, now is where do you go to since stablecoin is really running into a lot of problems. But that's a conversation for another day. I'm Real Science Roberts for three minutes on markets and money. We'll see you tomorrow.